Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Wendy. And welcome to the Toasted Toasted Marshmallow Adventures Podcast. Podcast. Today, via Zoom, we have comedian Daniel Eaches with us. He is performing uh, Friday and Saturday uh, in Boise at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. So welcome, Daniel. Daniel, thank you for being on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? I like that. Dan, Dan, you. (laughs) So are you still in California right now? Uh, physically, yeah. Mentally, I don't know where I'm at right now. But, <laughs> okay. You know. Nice. And so are you flying out tomorrow? I am, yeah. Um, I was just calling the hotel to see if they had a, a, a shuttle service, like, right before this. And they just, like, no one, literally no one answered. And then for the first time, I've never dealt with this ever, but it went to, like, a, like somebody from, like, India answered mm-hmm. for, like, a Boise, a Boise hotel. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Is this, is this necessary? I don't think so. <laughs> We're getting yeah, reverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, have you ever been here before? I haven't. No. Oh, okay. Ah. Might be an experience. I was <laughs> going to say, I don't know if I liked your tone there. You were like, ooh. <laughs> are you in Fresno? Is that what I've read? Or are you more Southern? I grew up in Fresno, uh, but yeah, started comedy, been in uh, L.A. for uh, since 2009. So what is that? 12 years, something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Almost 13. Yeah. Wow. That's a big leap. Is that a big leap? Fresno to L.A.? Yeah. Well, Fresno, anywhere is... outside of Fresno is a big enough leap, <laughs> let alone yeah. L.A. Um, yeah, I'm from Vallejo. Yeah. So if you've ever been there, so. Yeah, I've been yeah. to your theme park. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to work there actually. <laughs> yeah. He ties balloons really? really well because of the theme. Because park. of that job, I can uh, take care of all your balloon tying needs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Am I going to get to see that sometime during? No, no. You got any balloons on? It just all depends on <laughs> what happens at your show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, do you know Jen at all, or how did you get hooked up with the lounge? I know a comedian who was there who suggested it to me and was like, you should hit up this lady. So no, not officially. I was supposed to be there. It was kind of a mix up uh, with dates or whatever. I was going to be there out in uh, October or something like that. And they rescheduled me. And I saw it was December. I was like, dang it. You guys, is it all snowy up there? No. I'm in LA. Um, No, no, there's no snow on the ground right now. It is colder probably than where you're at, but there's no snow. Yeah. We haven't, this is unusual. Yeah, let's yeah, hope it doesn't snow tomorrow snow. for you, because <laughs> usually we would have something on the roads yeah, right now. But no, it's just kind of cold. Yeah. It feels like can... um, still fall. Leaves are falling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 30 degrees fall to you. It's um, hell yeah. on earth. Throw in that coat. I'll have to buy a, a coat. No, um, yeah, I tend California. to. People from Southern California don't own coats. I don't know what that is, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I tend to fly into places like the second they have some anomaly. Uh, like, we've never... I was like, when Texas had that big, like, freeze thing last oh, year, no. I was supposed to fly in that day, and oh, I got postponed. Dan- Denver had a, a what they called a wind a bomb cyclone that they'd never had. I flew in that day. Chicago hit like records, like 90, like, 30. Yeah, it's like basically if you have a bad weather event, plan You're on there. me being in your town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's my luck. <laughs> on that topic, now I, I was uh, researching you a lot over the past couple of days. And uh, what's your thing with zoos? <laughs> I don't know. It's, you know what it is? It just ends up being like a, sometimes when you're in the middle of nowhere I, I i've ended up going to a lot of zoos out on the road and i never planned on that it just happened um yeah sometimes you're in wichita kansas and you're just like what else is there to do and you end up at a zoo <laughs> i i made it a rule i try to go to the good zoos i try not to like i don't know i've had some suggested to me that was like <laughs> basically dogs with antlers and oh, yeah small cages and <laughs> Uh, I try to go to the cool ones. I kind of made it a um, a little mini goal to like if there's a cool animal that you could feed, 
that I'm going to that zoo. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've fed some cool ant- uh, rhinos, hippos. Oh, you fed rhinos, hippos? Yeah, twice. Yeah. One was in uh, off of Wichita. I don't know the exact city. But it was like an hour west of Wichita, Kansas. And then another one was in Oklahoma City, I think. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I thought you went to Africa to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so how many I mean, I don't know which visited. Probably, I don't, I haven't kept track. Probably, probably, at least like, from like 12 to 15 maybe up to 20 i don't know tell us the best zoo out of those i listened to his podcast so i know the answer you know the answer (laughs) yes well yeah my my favorite zoo is the san diego wildlife park um and and the san diego zoo is obviously cool but they have the wildlife park separately and that that specifically um i really like just because I don't know. It's just really cool uh, layout, and they've got like big space for the animals and and a bunch of cool stuff. But um, I would say second second to that, which I don't know if I mentioned in that podcast episode, was uh, uh, the Tanganyika Wild Park Wildlife Park in uh, the one that was just west of Wichita. Um, that one was crazy. It was really? like. I knew it was going to be cool because it cost twenty dollars to get in, oh, which really? is by. But LA prices, that's like, I mean, that's extremely cheap. But yeah. in Kansas, Kansas prices, everything was like $4 to get into. So I was like, this is going to be dope. And it was. <laughs> so, have you ever been to Arizona Sonora Desert Museum? No, no. Oh, I highly recommend. It's awesome because they have all their own like natural habitat and it's really cool. I don't the remember. animals? I, yeah. Yeah, and you walk through. I've never been big, there. Yeah, giant park, and it's really amazing. I think it's out of Phoenix. My uh, aunt and uncle used to support them financially, and uh, I've been there twice. It's amazing. You would love it. What's You're it called? The oh, Arizona nice. Sonora Desert Museum. Oh, yeah, but really it's an cool. Park. It's an animal park, but all natural. So mm. the whatever they have there no, has fake a animals. huge enclosure, and yeah, really neat. That's cool. Yeah, there was one out out in Camp Verde, Arizona, that I found out a buddy of mine worked at, and he got me kind of a behind the scenes tour and got me right up to some hyenas and crazy stuff. So cool. He runs. They they have like a world famous tiger show there where they essentially like swim with tigers, and the tigers will like leap over them in the pool and do all this crazy stuff. And he like works for that. That's crazy. Because when I did work at Marine World in Vallejo, (laughs) um, we would have an employee summer Olympics and we would be in where they had the whale and dolphin show and playing uh, this form of water polo, which was a bunch of people in inner tubes thrown around a ball. (laughs) But on the other side of the gates were huge killer whales. (laughs) They could eat you. Yes. So is that I place still your, there? What's oh. that? Is Marine World still there? Or are they far as they I know it is, but they merged with six six flags at some point and added roller coasters and got rid of a lot of the animals. Um, so it was kind of this mix of um you know amusement park and then theme park with the animals. And I don't know what it's doing now or if it's still surviving or what. It's been years since I've been back to Vallejo. <laughs> Makes sense. What were you going to ask? Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no problem. What was I saying? I think you were going to ask him oh. about a day at the zoo. Oh, which... Ah, yes. A day at the zoo in 2062. <laughs> to continue the zoo thing. Yeah, let's keep on, <laughs> yeah. on brand here. It's surprising that has very little to do with zoos. Oh. Um, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I ended up, I wrote a book in uh, in 2020. Actually, uh, it was kind of a culmination of like uh, a, a lot of things. I, in the, those first two weeks of uh, uh, lockdown back in early uh, 2020, I uh, I just started going through my room. I was like, oh, I'm going to, 
I'm gonna just like rearrange stuff. I don't know. I'm gonna, <laughs> right. you know, rearrange my room. I'm gonna go through a bunch, throw a bunch of stuff away. I don't need and all, all that. And uh, I found a bunch of old notebooks from I dated them. They're from 2010, so it was exactly 10 years old at the time. And it was a bunch of short stories I had written, oh, cool. which I never, I never do that. And I had two notebooks full of it. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about these. And uh, I was reading through them, and like some of them were making me laugh which uh, I did not expect because I had written them uh, when I was probably like 19 or something. And uh, I, I was like, man, some of these are actually really good. And some of the, some of them, as I was reading them, I was like, Oh, I changed the punchline there and fix that. And like, that could be a really funny story. And, and uh, I started kind of working on them and, and rewriting them and putting them uh, digitally because they're all on paper and uh, didn't really know what I was going to do with it. And at that same time, one of my best friends, He's like a, just a really good artist. Um, he had showed me some of these like illustrations he had made that were really funny. And I was like, hey, man, could you you think you could draw a picture for every one of these stories? Oh, and like, cool. let's make a book. And so that's what we did. I have uh, somewhere like 45 or 50 uh, short stories there. Um, put them all together with the illustrations. And the two of us, uh, yeah, we made a book, which is called A Day at the Zoo in 2062, named after just one of the stories um oh, that's okay. in the book but it it felt it felt like the right name for for yeah. the whole thing how yeah. long did it take you to put that together did um you write new stuff or did you just use what you found mostly yeah i probably some. had like oh, some, rewrote some i probably yeah i probably had like 20 stories that were like older rewritten and then like 20 25 new ones or mm-hmm. whatever um but it, i was really fast with it, it within a couple months i had it all written wow. it was just a matter of the the other stuff of like okay you know let's pair what order am i gonna do and if i do that maybe i need to rewrite this or these two are too similar let me try to change the story and um a lot of like rewriting and editing and stuff like that but the initial like writing it i was flying through it um probably a couple months yeah wow nice and so then took it to uh what do you what's what are the steps how do you what do you do we now? Self, yeah we self-published it uh oh. sold our soul to the devil that's step yes. two and then um yeah we yeah we we self-published it and it's surprisingly like it honestly took a lot of the magic away from books for me i was like wow yeah. anyone can do this <laughs> oh really how do just, you do it you you, you just, just find a company or print it and yeah, I would say it's it's easy, but there's a million steps. There's like a million easy steps, but there's a million steps. You have to get like all these specific number, like ISBN numbers and 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 different uh, um, different like formality things in the book, and things have to be certain sizes and margins and all oh. that kind of stuff, and and figuring oh. all that out, and then taking it to a printing place and getting it printed and and honestly, just sort of hoping it worked. <laughs> like we hope we did everything right, and that it comes out the way that um, we think it's going to come out. And and sure enough, it did. And uh, yeah, February of twenty twenty one, it came out. But I was determined to make it a twenty twenty project. So December thirty first of twenty twenty, I literally that night at like ten p.m. I hit the the order <laughs> button to order the book. So so how do you it. get that then into stores? You have to go sell it to them. Yeah, you can. the The cool thing about books is like there's there's almost there's like no shelf life, no pun intended, uh, to books. Like, you know, if I do a stand up album, like, you know, and now in mm-hmm. ten years, like, I, you know, I guess some of the greats are always relevant, but like, you know, a lot some jokes become irrelevant after yeah. a while. That's kind of a lot of things, but books, like. I mean, people read books written from the 1800s still. Exactly, so, yeah. So the cool thing about that is is that there are all these companies out there that you pay money to and they will put them in stores or like do all that work for oh. you. So I, we could really do that at any time if ever we just want to put the money into it and I try see. to get it out there. But I've been having a lot of success selling it out after shows and online uh, myself and uh, yeah, just kind of make it a little side oh, hustle cool. thing. Um, 
But yeah, maybe someday you'll see it at a, a Dollar Tree or something. <laughs> a tree. How many for a dollar twenty-five? Right, hour. exactly. I, I always changed. feel bad for those movies and books at the Dollar I do Tree. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what if like that was your big claim to fame, yeah. and then your <laughs> right <Dollar> tree. <laughs> somebody's life worth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did you decide how many to print initially? Uh oh, how many books? Um, yeah. We, I think we did a really small amount. We did like a hundred or maybe like it was 200. Test, kind of. Yeah. It was like, what was the, we kind of did the math on the threshold of like, you know, how I'm pretty much with anything. If you, the more you buy of it, the, the less yeah. like it yeah. is per, per item. Um, so we're like, where's the threshold to where it's like pretty cheap. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was like a hundred or 200 that we were like, all right, let's, Let's let's, let's hope that we can. I think we both have a hundred family members that will. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, you would hope so. <laughs> yeah, it felt like elementary school all over again. Like I was doing a fundraiser, yeah. you know, selling oh, beef jerky book. or something. Yeah. Now, where <laughs> yeah. can people buy it at? Uh they get uh, after shows or uh, right now. If you go to zoo2062.com, which also just leads you to my website, which is danielinches.com. Um, yeah, you could buy it right on there. So oh, it's okay. also on Amazon. I just don't tell people because they don't give us very much money. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, if so we go, go to my website. website. You make you more, more money off of it. Right? It's the same exact price, but we make more. So wow. oh, nice. Yeah. Amazon has to take their yeah. cuts. Bezos has to keep going to outer moon. space. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, since we're on a podcast, let's talk about your podcast, uh, your worst favorite podcast. I was listening to a couple episodes today, the most recent one, uh, and then I listened to your first one. First of all, why did you end up starting your podcast? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was something, obviously, I was like pretty late to the game, I feel like, on it because uh, I just started it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I always told myself I was never against doing a podcast. I always really liked the idea, but I told myself I didn't want to, I didn't want to do one unless I felt like I had a good idea or a good partner to do it with, or just, just something that was driving me to do it. I didn't want to just do it to do it. I wanted something I'd be happy with. And, um, and yeah, I just had come up with that idea of, of, uh, essentially talking about my, the, the worst, um, the the worst, uh, thing about my, (laughs) Well, I guess it's better to use an example, but like theme parks, talking about my the worst ride at my favorite theme park and then also talking about my favorite ride at the worst theme park um, <laughs> and then picking a different theme every week and, and doing that. So uh, I thought that was really fun for me. And I, uh, yeah, I've been having fun doing it. And you have a so, co-host I don't know or is it just you? It's just me. I've always, I've talked about like, I'll eventually, I'm sure I've like guests and stuff on, but, um, my schedule is like crazy right now. So I'm just like, I'm just having an easier time just doing it by myself at the moment. Yeah. Are you doing more comedy or more acting? Mm. Uh, I mean, probably more comedy acting wise. Um, I don't know. I don't know what a lot is. I, I do a lot of commercials and stuff. Um, That's good money, right? That's what. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, it's such a weird you world. Like I never. When it plays, or do you just get like a lump sum from the job? Uh, there's yeah, both. There's there's two types of commercials. There's um, non-union and union, and essentially union, union, non-union. Uh, that's an industry industry term, union. Um, <laughs> non. <laughs> non-union is uh, the buyout so like lump sum and then union is is royalties and stuff oh, okay. so um i've done both um do you get to decide um, they decide for you which oh i wish we got to decide yeah. Yeah. Union, pay, <laughs> union royalties pay like not even exaggerating like 10 times more okay for years uh, right? it's like that's pretty accurate. Yeah, ten times more. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, no, not not years. Um, that's the craziest part. It might it could pay ten times more within three months, and the other one played for a year, and you wow. still don't make anywhere near as much. Um, but yeah, it's so it's so weird that I never knew it was like its own world. Yeah. Like I I always thought 
commercials was what you did when you were like a failed actor or something. <laughs> yeah. This is what you think. You're just like, oh, this guy can't get into movies. So he's doing commercials. Yeah. Or, I don't know, but it's but not it's that at all. Thing. Yeah, it's just this weird world of, I, I mean, there's like, there's like people and especially I've seen a lot of couples out there, like husband and wife couples or just whatever that um, will both, they'll both, I mean, if they both land like one union commercial a year, they've made like a year's salary. It's crazy. Wow, really? It's insane. Wow. That's worth but, it then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely very competitive and, and you know, you got to go out a lot and, and stuff like that. And, and also more than, I mean, I don't know, it's TV and movies, like, yeah, you got to have a certain look, but, you know, talent's going to get you pretty far, or I would like to think at least, um, <laughs> whereas commercials, com- I don't even, I mean, I've done a bunch of them and I still can't tell you the recipe of how you they tell choose. tell us like what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's such a specific thing. I mean, I've, I have friends who are like great actors who are better, definitely like better than me um by far in terms of like technique and acting and all that stuff but i they've never gotten a single commercial and i've gotten a bunch yeah it's like it's like you just gotta fit a certain type or a certain look and be able to i don't know do what they want and uh yeah so when you go in for an audition do you like dress for the part or you just come as yourself or how do you do it um I, I usually, I get into furry stuff. I wear like a full oh. on, <laughs> try to That'll impress them, it. you know, <laughs> uh, it depends on the role. It'll, they'll usually say, you know, if you're, um, I, I generally get casual roles or whatever, but there's some that'll be like, you're playing a lawyer dress, you know, mm-hmm. dress okay. like a lawyer, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I've had any weird ones. I know I've, Twice I've had some where it said like we're probably gonna ask you to take your shirt off the audition and I did mm. and uh, and that was a weird. How many people moment. in the room? Uh, I, one of them it was I don't know what was weirder because they were both very different circumstances. The first one it was just me. It was the first audition, so it was just a guy with a camera and me, <laughs> which is arguably weirder than the other one. Where I, the first audition, they didn't make us take our shirt off. And then the second audition, they did. And at this point, it was a callback. And there was like, I mean, the clients were there, director, there's like 10 people in the room. And then oh. casting director and the camera. But honestly, I think the single guy with a camera was weirder More uncomfortable. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With 10 people, you're just like, I don't know. Everybody's doing Whatever. it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One guy, you're like, eh. <laughs> well with yeah. like comedy too you get like immediate feedback so did you like just take your shirt off and you were like <laughs> what do you think yeah, exactly. or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you never yeah know. i i mean that's the weirdest thing about those commercials there's so every audition is so quick and so you just get absolutely no indication of whether they like you or not and then they're just like personal. okay yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example. One, uh, there was one. It was for a Marvel. Um, I want to say it was a phone, some new Marvel phone game or whatever. And I was going to play a, a paper boy, but like a modern paper boy, not like riding a bicycle. Is like it's going to be in my car, like chucking newspapers out out of my car. <laughs> and uh, literally, the role was uh, they're like, all right, here's a chair. You're going to pretend we don't have any props for you. You're going to pretend you're driving. And when I say action, you're going to do this and just toss <laughs> out of the window. For those of you listening, I'm just like, just throw your arm like you're tossing something. And I was like, okay, <laughs> nothing's in my hand. I was like, do I have any lines? They're like, nope. And I was like, okay. And they're like, action. And then I do that. And then they go, great. Thank you very much. And I'm oh like, my. okay, thank you. And then I get a call back. I'm like, I guess that was great. I don't know. Wow. You're good. So at then I come this. So then I come back <laughs> again thinking calling. like <laughs> right. <laughs> so then I come come back to the callback thinking like okay, now they'll give me more of a more stuff to say yeah. cuz they do that sometimes. And there's 10 people in the room and they've all got notepads and all this stuff and and they're like, "You remember what you did last time?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, we're going to we're going to do that again." I'm like, "Okay." And then they go action and I do that and he's like, "Great." <laughs> And then the the guy turns around. He's like, "Any notes?" And the director's like, "That was great. Um, let's just do it again." And I'm like, "Okay, all right." 
And so I do the same thing again, just toss the newspaper out the window. And, uh, and then he's like, okay, thank you very much. And then I leave and then I get a call from my agent being like, Hey, they loved you. It's down to you and one of it's you're on a veil. It's like down to you and one other person. And then they didn't pick me. And I was like, what? Oh, what, wow. what could I do better? How was that other person better yeah. than me? I thought I nailed it. Oh, that's weird. And the other ones that weren't part of the two, what the hell were they doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Overhand. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> chucking it somehow yeah <laughs> i got the, the magic toss i guess but yeah i guess so. not is magical it, enough because it's so impersonal is it easier to take like not take it personally like, like you don't they get don't a gig. you know like oh how- yeah yeah i mean in the beginning it was not like not that i would take it personal but it was just such a weird like I mean, some of them are, it's so crazy. I feel like I could talk for hours about commercial auditions because some of them are literally that easy that, you know, it's toss something out there. I remember one where all I was doing was plugging a phone into a charger and that was it. And they're like, (laughs) great. And then I didn't get that. No roll, no lines, no nothing. And then um, one of my other favorite ones was I was reading a magazine. They're like, when we say action, but I didn't even have a magazine. I was just (laughs) pretending to read a magazine. And yeah, he goes action. And I'm just, I'm sitting there for like way too, for like 15 seconds. Oh, point, just be in my head, just like, am I doing this right? Am I just <laughs> looking at nothing? Read, right? <laughs> and so, so what I did was I did this move. Turn my head to the, to the next page. <laughs> and I swear to God, he goes, cut, cut. Hey, yeah, don't, don't do that, man. Just stay reading. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. Because that would have been like yeah. maybe licking your finger and nope. flipping pages would have been nice. Nope. <laughs> would have been kicked that. out. I don't want any improvisation. But then other ones, yeah, other ones you show up, you know, they don't give you a script. You show up and they're just like, hey, we need you to memorize these four paragraphs in the next three minutes. And it's like, oh. uh, okay. And yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like, it's wow. all over the place. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. That's crazy. It is crazy. I can't relate. I don't think I could exist. I feel like I would not survive LA. It's just too impersonal. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's so big and everybody's going out for everything. At least that's what we hear, you know, and you're kind of a number, it seems like. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably the weirdest thing to get used to, like going out on the road. It's like anytime you'll tell somebody like, oh, I act or I'm like, I'm a comedian and they're like impressed because I feel like here in L.A. you tell somebody that and they're just like, oh, OK, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll do that. I know 40 of those people. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And just random people. You don't even have to be talking to a comedian. It'd just be somebody at a grocery store. And they're just like, yeah, I know everyone. My dad's a director for yeah, movies so yeah. <laughs> so if you weren't in the field would you be in LA or no oh no do you enjoy the <laughs> area at all or I mean yeah the weather's great and I, I mean I do love where I live but I mean if I had a first choice it would yeah probably not not yeah. be LA yeah. um but acting I mean stand-up wise nowadays you don't have to live in LA but mm-hmm. um acting wise for uh commercials and stuff sorry about that somebody was oh, there you go. <laughs> i think somebody somebody was calling me um for commercials and stuff uh or just acting in general uh yeah, yeah i mean if you want to be in tv you probably gonna be in la yeah 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 <clears throat> so i'm listening i was listening to your podcast today and i listened to well, your episode on zoos, which is where I came up with my zoo questions. <laughs> um, I noticed. <laughs> but uh, your first, uh, yeah, your first episode uh, on your favorite and least favorite comedians. I was listening to that and uh, discovered your favorite comedian is Jim Gaffigan. So <laughs> we've seen him. <laughs> yeah, we've seen him live. Yeah. I think I've seen all or most of his specials. Yeah. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Like he started out hot and then, you know, he came out with like a really crappy special or two. And then yeah. but his most recent one we watched. Was, we howled. Yeah, he was like back on it again. And then we heard we um, that was the one, though, that we'd heard from friends that they were like they saw him live and didn't care for it. Was that the one? 
No, no, no. That was years, a couple years earlier. No, I was in the hospital in 2019. And one of my nurses said she went to go see him live in Boise and they were not impressed at all. And, uh, but I think he like redeemed himself with his new uh, special. I forget the name of it. Do you remember the name of his newest special? No, I, yeah, I saw it was coming out. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet. What do you love about him? Ah, I mean, he's just, there's like, just no fat. Like, it's just, it's every word is like strategically planned. It feels Uh like, um, I mean, it really feels like he's speaking off of a script really for, you know, like there's just no, uh, I don't know. It's just like joke, 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 joke. And not, not necessarily one liners, but everything, just everything matters. And I just, yeah, I like how tight it is. Um, yeah. But which was surprising when he did have, you know, bad specials, you're just like, how do you not have anything in there? You, you, yeah, yeah. It all seems so strategic. How is it all? How is any? You know, sure, you can have some bad parts, but I think it's because he has um, six kids. Well, yeah, and two. I think yeah. it was kind of the reason why I I came up with this theory that most comedians only have like two good specials in them, and I think he was the reason why I oh, came up that? with that. And I'm not saying that's true, but you know. <laughs> Because he did redeem himself with his latest one. And so did um, Brian Regan as well. Oh, yeah. That's good. Do you like oh, yeah. Regan? I do like Regan. I, I got to say, growing up, I definitely liked Gaffigan more just because I watched more of him. But mm-hmm. I do like Brian Regan. I, I, it all comes down to their um, third person voice. And oh, I like yeah. Gaffigan's third person voice yeah. better. Yeah. I like them both, but I, Regan's dumb guy is is not as good to me as Jim Gaffigan's. I don't yeah. even know what you call I it. Love audience it when member he pulls voice. That in, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really it adds to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you ever to... met him? Oh, either of them? Uh, no. Uh, Regan's got a brother, Dennis Regan. I've, I've met, but um, he does stand up, but um uh gaffigan no i saw him live a couple times and i I forget if i talked about it on the podcast but way back in the day on myspace uh in high school on myspace i i think i just messaged jim gaffigan being like i'm going to your concert you know i'm going to see you at a theater and and he was like oh cool come say hi after which I was like, I mean, I, I literally printed that message of and was like on my wall for I a year. I still have it. Yeah. Which is so funny. Cause looking back, I'm like, how he, like, what a genius thing to say to someone. Cause like, what does that even, well, okay. Come say hi. What do I give that to the security guard and be yeah. like, he told me on my, like, what does that even mean? I've been and he's yeah. nice like that. Yeah. He's like a nice <laughs> yeah. human. Yeah. But he knew I'd never know how to actually go say hi to him. Of so. course. <laughs> This is great, but uh, yeah, that was as close as I got. Yeah. Okay, I need to actually, since you men- mentioned Dennis Regan, which I think you're the first comedian that we've talked to that knows who Dennis Regan is, because one of my um, first kind of, I would say, like memories of comedy is on PBS back in like the 80s, Comedy Tonight. Uh, there was a guy, I forget what the host's name was, big mustache guy, but Brian Regan and his brother Dennis oh, Regan wow. were both on that. And oh wow, you no, know, I've seen Brian since then, but I haven't really seen Dennis since then. But they were both on Comedy Tonight on PBS. That was the only stand-up comedy you could get on TV back in the day. <laughs> like really. Oh, that's man. so random. I didn't even know. Yeah, I I did not know Dennis had been doing it as long as his brother yeah that's gonna be hard i don't know if i'd want to do that you know be you're doing the same difficult. thing as your brother and one of them's super successful yeah i mean dennis I, is funny and he's had his own success but obviously brian's like world famous and stuff yeah. yeah well i think that's where he first did um like his stupid in school bit you know moose <laughs> and moose in that bit if you remember that old one yeah yeah was on that special oh, wow. on that show oh wow yeah, which is crazy. I remember I recorded it 
And so I grew up in a religious family and I recorded it on VHS. And <laughs> I remember telling my mom like, Hey, you want to watch this comedy show? Like, don't worry. It's clean. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. you know there's no cussing. <laughs> so, so yeah. That's I crazy. I mean, it, it just goes to show how long it takes to make it. Cause I, I don't yeah. know when I feel like Brian Reagan got popular when I was in high school. Yeah. It was, it probably would have been early two thousands he like hit it big i feel like yeah but you're saying you saw him what was it the 80s you said he yeah it would have been like uh, late 80s yeah that's crazy i mean and he and that point if he's doing tv he'd gotta be doing comedy at least even if he got there early at least four years three years four yeah. years so really i mean that's that's crazy it took you know he hung in there for three more one. decades yeah that old stuff i feel like YouTube. everyone we talk to is like 20 years to make it if this is yeah. like a long yeah. thing you have to commit <laughs> yeah. i tell people all the time like do you have any like advice and i always say I like if i mean if you really want to if you really want to do this like be ready for the long game you know yeah. Yeah, you don't reap your re- rewards till way later. I feel like you have to put in some real suck time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. let's talk about your car dealership gig you got. <laughs> <laughs> did I talk about that on the podcast? Where was? No. Where did we yeah. see? Oh no, that was in another podcast that we were watching last night. Uh, uh, what was the name of that comedy? So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the guy's name. That's so uh, funny. Yeah, I talked about podcast. that. Yeah, you yeah. were on someone's podcast. I forget the name of it, but you were telling this story about oh. called car dealership uh, gig. God, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be a cool thing because I was heading from LA to Fresno to do a show, and and that's about a four hour drive, and I got a call oh. maybe like a third of the way through, being like. Hey man, is there any way you're going to be be near this city and which is in the middle of nowhere, but it happens to be right in between LA and Fresno? And I was like, "You're in luck because I'll be there in 30 minutes." Why? And he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, I need you here in 30 minutes." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Yeah, amazing, kismet. And he's like, "And it it pays." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be the easiest, you know, quick money ever." And I was like, "I got another comedian with me. Do you want to like throw him up?" And he's like, "Yeah, we'll pay him too." And I'm like, "Just perfect." Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, what is?" It? And it turned out it was a grand reopening of a car lot, <laughs> yeah. which I still don't know what that means. Failed one. Um, <laughs> They, all I remember from that is they re- they had the fire department there with a giant ladder, which I didn't even know they went up there. It went like 60 feet up. They had this gigantic American flag on there. And I, well, I remember seeing that when we got off the freeway, being like, is that where we're headed? Like, this big event? <laughs> and then we pull up to the parking lot, and there's literally no one. It's oh just like, God. you know when you go to a, a car dealership, and there's yeah. usually like, four people standing around just yes. kind of yeah. talking to each other and then they see a car and then they all come up to you. Yes. It was that. Oh. And we pull up and they're like, what's up guys? And I'm like, Hey, I'm a comedian here for the show. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's so great. Like, yeah, you're going to be performing right there. And he just like points the diesel truck. And I was like, where? And he's like on it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. And it was terrible. People were oh uh, easily, easily 70 yards away. Um, and so when I say people, I mean like your four set people. Then, just on that flatbed of the truck, did you actually just keep, just tell your jokes like there was an audience I, there? Yeah, I had to. Because like, you know, the go-to when there's not many people is like, oh, maybe I'll do some crowd work and kind of <laughs> yeah. talk to them a little bit. But I couldn't. They were just so far away. Yeah. I was hey, like, I, I just got to do jokes. <laughs> yeah oh i couldn't even tell like i was like that far away oh. where i was like i don't know and then you got twelve dollars and fifty cents it was something twelve dollars and fifty cents in an envelope which i didn't look either because it was like it was such a bad show and it was i was like i just want to get out of here and yeah, the envelope. i'm like thanks i don't even know how much i'm getting paid and then i <laughs> we left and i look and i'm like you really gave me twelve dollars and fifty cents two quarters <laughs> yep yeah that's crazy yeah Jeez. wow so, yeah, um 
Larry, the cable guy, let's go to the other side of this. Your least favorite comedian. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I also, I know I say that on the podcast, he's probably not my least. I mean, obviously, there's some people, <laughs> there's some local people you don't know who are definitely much insanely yeah. worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, yeah. For in terms masses. of famous people who are successful, uh, you know, he's probably one of my on the lower end for me. But um, yeah, I met him out in Laughlin and and just sort of found a new kind of respect for him. Oh. Um, I, yeah, he was just so quick. I mean, it was impressed. I didn't really. It was like quantity over quality <laughs> sort of a thing, <laughs> but the quantity was so much. Oh wow! That it was like you couldn't you couldn't not be impressed. It was. Uh, you know, there's just no way to like, okay, I have to, I have to give him that. That was, he was just bam, bam, bam yeah. for an hour and a half, maybe two hours and just had the audience. I mean, granted it was his audience, but it was, I think he just had were dying. dying for, wow. for and you met him over after? an hour and a half. Yeah. I found out yeah, what so this I was is where I drunk. like, uh, um, I, something came up or something. So I didn't actually hear the part where you actually met him. So yeah, if you could <laughs> tell us about that, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I was, it was my night off and, uh, I don't drink very much. I'm also, it's maybe I look skinny to you guys, but this is actual size. Uh, I am skinny. <laughs> um, yeah. I got a little tipsy, uh, from drinking. I had the night off and, uh, I, you know, watched his show and was like, I got, I got to tell him, I got to, I got to tell Larry what I thought of his set. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know why I've never done that ever in my life, but the the white claws consumed me. Um, <laughs> so I end up, uh, yeah, finding out what bar he's hanging out at afterwards from the the guy who put on the whole festival because it wasn't like a common knowledge. Like Larry's going to be over here. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, Larry, you know, or Dan or whatever his real name is. He's hanging out at <laughs> this place after and. And it was not a public appearance. It was, he was just literally going to have a couple drinks. And uh, I found out, I walk over there and, uh, and sure enough, he shows up and I walk right up to him and I was like, Hey, I, I just saw your show. I'm a comedian too. I'm in the festival. And he's like, Oh, Hey man, he's doing his whole accent thing. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, I was pretty drunk. I was like, Stop, I don't, you know, I don't think you're very funny. And then he <laughs> just goes, okay like like accent was gone at that oh! point he just goes oh. okay and he looked down and i was like oh god but i was like but man i was so impressed by like you know all this you know talking to him about like how many jokes you had and how quick you were and how tight it was and blah blah, blah. and just talking to him for a while about that <laughs> i asked him uh specifically i asked i was like where i was like you don't really hang out at comedy clubs how do you, you have so many jokes. Do you try all of your jokes out at arena shows? Do you have secret places that you go try, try material? Cause it's so much material. And, um, and he was super nice. He was like, Oh yeah, man. He was like, I, I you know, I, I try them all at the theater shows and arena shows. And, oh, um, wow. you know, I just work it in there and put it in the middle when I can. And I was like, Oh cool. And he was super nice to me, which like if the, tables were turned and some drunk asshole came up and was <laughs> you know yeah told told me i didn't you know i don't think you're funny and then yeah <laughs> and then kept talking i you know i don't think like, i would have been as nice as he was to me so uh good props to him again uh, for that and then uh, and then yeah he ended up i took a selfie with him and he was really oh, nice cool. there and uh and so i was like oh man yeah i can't no longer if anybody uh uh you know downs on larry the cable guy around me i gotta i gotta defend him because yeah. uh i feel like nice. that happens though um we just had sam tripoli at the lounge and prior to we'd watch some like conspiracy theory stuff and been like this guy's a little sketchy well we weren't sure if we were gonna yeah actually like like him in person no honestly. i was kind of right. scared and in person super nice yeah, unbelievably nice yeah. like yeah. In fact, at the end, he's like, I think these guys are trying to. I mean, he was talking to Chris Neff, his like cohort. Oh, yeah. Cash daddies. But yeah, he was he was very kind and so nice. And yeah, he had yeah. a whole different look on him 
after because yeah, all they're showing is the conspiracy theory stuff and he's talking about edge lord and, and craziness yeah you know? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah but uh so that's cool yeah i think yeah they're, they're, cool. in person yeah, is sucks. important it sucks because there's, you know, there's obviously the the stories that get like media coverage and stuff are all, you know, so bad about comedians and it makes so many people sound grimy. But there are like really there are good. good there are some really cool, you know, comedians out there, just very nice. And yeah, I mean, I have plenty of those stories. Yeah, another one that didn't make the podcast was a Carrot Top. Oh, really? Uh, of all people, nice yeah. It was, I did a festival. Um, not only nice, but just like humble and like he he was like just one of the coolest people ever i oh, thought wow. he i wouldn't he have can't, there was, humble yeah there was there was a festival um that i did out in vegas years it was actually ironically it was like a month before the larry the cable guy thing so with, <laughs> within one month i had met carrot top and larry the cable guy i was going places <laughs> yeah in my cool. life. and uh and they were like hey they, they had all these events every day for comedians and i was like hey tomorrow morning i know it's early but like carrot top's coming to speak um you know comics all get to go for free uh it's it's like comics only it's in this you know area or whatever um in this private room and like all the you know everybody's the same thing all the comics are like you know we're all like in this festival think we're like hot shit or whatever and like oh karen tom's coming and some of us with me included i was like "Ah, i'm gonna go you know it's something to do and uh, and so I went, it was kind of early in the morning and, and he shows up and just immediately one, I, one thing I remember about it was that there was like 20 of us in the room to start. And by the end of it, there was like a hundred people. There was Whoa, people in the back. It nice. was like, people were getting word that he was so cool for one. He did it all for free. Um, there was nothing he was getting out of it. He was just there. Um, talk. I mean, he told us, he's like, I, he goes, I never get the opportunity to talk to like, young comics and and so i love it like this is um who i'm here to do and he kind of told us his life story and god there's like nobody i feel like in the world who like knows how much people shit on carrot top than carrot top like he's like he's like i know like, everybody hates me yeah yeah That's the whole thing he kind of told us this whole i mean i think whole story. one of his specials says i don't like carrot top <laughs> yeah it's a big thing yeah. God. yeah he, he kind of told us the whole story of how th- that happened and, and what it did to his career and how oh, it like God. affected him sort of mentally of and course. and you know at this sort of weird i mean it's kind of a crazy life story like hey you'd be one of the most hated uh, comedians by your peers in the world and at the same time you're making millions of dollars in a Vegas residency. Like what a crazy dichotomy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, uh, and he said the moment for how I'll never forget this story. Cause it was like a lot of comedians were kind of like, Oh wow. Um, he said he was really down on himself and and was very sort of depressed and, um, and going through a lot and was doing a show in Vegas and, uh, he's kind of getting ready in the back room and, uh, and, and lo and behold, uh, George Carlin comes into the oh. back room and he was in, in care tops. Like, Oh my God, he's my favorite comedian of all time. And, and was sort of freaking out. And he was like, Oh my God, you're George Carlin. And he was like, Hey, yeah, yeah. He goes, Hey, uh, uh, they talked for a little bit, but, uh, I guess apparently Carlin said like, Hey man, like what you're doing, like, it's great, man. I don't care what people are saying. People are talking shit. I think you're funny. I, I think you should keep doing what you're doing and, and wow. you, you, you're doing, you're great at what you do. And, he was like, man, he goes, ever since that moment, I was like, I, I don't give a shit what people say. Yes. Like George Carlin. Yeah, of course. And it sort of, he said, like, taught him to, you know, just sort of, Be you. yeah, like, we're focused on yourself and, and not really listen to what other people say. And, oh, that's good. and then, yeah, he kind of, as far as I remember, he kind of ended with that story. And then, uh, and then told us, it was like I said, like a hundred people in the room at the end. And he was like, I know I'm, I'm kind of, uh, been here a long time but he was like i'm not gonna leave this room until every single person who, who wants a picture and wants to talk to me uh gets to do that Whoa. so um maybe like form a line and and literally every single person not only uh took a selfie with them but like shook our hand oh. talked to knew we were comics he was like oh where are you from man like what are we you know so he's uh, how cool long you been guy. doing it and, 
and yeah, it was honestly one of the coolest mm. uh, dudes ever, and just very, yeah, very humble, very um, wow. his stories about finding out certain comics hated him were really, honestly really funny, and we were all, I think, sitting there being like, why doesn't he do this on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you stories. They were such good stories. I mean, the guys met tons of famous people. You're like, dude, yeah. man, do an hour special. Just this on would that. be great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think I've seen Carrot Top since probably, yeah, like early 2000s or yeah. 90s, really. But he's still out there grinding, doing shows all the time. I guess, yeah. I know he did a, um, what was it called? The thing at the comedy store where they tell stories. Um, oh, did you ever uh, see that? Was that the, uh, Ari? Was Ari? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah it had a name. It was like a question. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Well, anyway, Carrot Top did one of those, and that, that was really good. Um, in fact, oh. it was a story he told us all. Um, like, man, when he's just natural, <laughs> this he's is what hilarious. he do, but, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. I think he was on there when it was actually, this is not happening. Yeah. This is not happening. Yes. yes. That's what it was called. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We had to see it. We saw it in Salt Lake. Yeah, we saw well renamed storytellers, and we have tickets for that in March. Yes, we do. To see it again, yeah. (laughs) So nice, awesome. So uh, dry bar special. First of all, let's talk about spiders. I agree with you one million percent on spiders. (laughs) (laughs) He's a little girl when it comes to spiders. I have to save him. He's way bigger than me. (laughs) Yeah, she'll. I have no. Yeah, I have I have no uh You're terrified? I I'm absolutely terrified and like I have killed spiders in front of people before who have been like, Oh my god, it's so aggressive and how could you kill and I'm just like I don't care at all. I am like <laughs> I swear I turn into like a serial killer when spiders yeah. are around. I was like, I will I will dismantle that thing and I'd feel I won't feel bad at all. Um, so I need if there dead. was one in dead. the door jam of your car, could you drive? Because in the door, there was there was actually one that came down from the little sun visor. They granted it was a very small spider, but I was driving and I felt something. And I looked oh. up and it came down, and I I was very close to just crashing my car and being like, <laughs> "It can't." It I won't told survive her this crash. before. I would. I might crash. There's a spider. I had to save him and his daughter because they couldn't go somewhere because there was a spider in the door jam. And I was like, I'll kill it so you guys can leave. (laughs) My brother actually, I forget what he had in his car. He was like moving something from his garage. And anyway, a a black widow got into his car and he lost it. (laughs) It went somewhere he couldn't find it. And he was like, I can't drive with the black widow in my car. And so he literally, his strategy was, I'm just going to spray it like crazy and not use my car for two weeks and hopefully it'll die. <laughs> and it, it worked eventually after like two weeks, he Your opened up the door. With us. <laughs> he was looking all around and he found it dead un- underneath his driver's seat. But oh, nice. I was like, I don't know what I would have done. If there was <laughs> a black widow in my head. car and I lost it, I just would have, yeah, I wouldn't have used my car either. Yeah, ever. <laughs> Legitimately. Like, not even as a joke. I wouldn't have used it. I would have. So, <laughs> yeah. were spiders used against you when you were a kid? Did you have a bad spider encounter? Or is this just a thing? Because I don't, I don't know. I think, I think most of my family hates them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in, in Fresno, we, we have a pretty bad. Uh, it's, it's just very hot and it's kind of like a desert. So, we get really bad black widows. Oh. And, um, yeah, those kind of scarred me. There was a, a water park we used to go to a lot. In fact, I had season passes to it as a kid every year. And that's just where everyone in the whole town went. And uh, my brothers started working there. And they, we found out from, from them. That, uh, he's like, there's black widows everywhere. He's like, don't sit in those tables. He goes, look under them. And sure enough, we'd look under them and there'd be five of them. Oh, Full size, just chilling there where everyone's sitting and mm. <laughs> you know little kids are hanging out i that that definitely probably scarred for me yes. yeah <laughs> Jeez. let's talk do about it, faniels 
<laughs> is what you call your fans, right? Faniels? Hasn't caught on yet, but that's what I call <laughs> caught on. Okay. <laughs> Everybody calls their fans something. It seems like it's kind of a thing yeah. these days. Yeah. So Faniels has not caught on. I haven't really tried it, but I'm going to start. I don't know. I don't know where to introduce it. Maybe say it at shows or I'm not going to like make a t-shirt. Make a t-shirt. It says Faniel, I think. (laughs) I'm a Faniel. Okay. So we, when we had uh, Sam Tripoli on, Chris Neff came and he's a co-host of the Cash Daddies pod. And when we posted a short on our YouTube channel, we had people, well, one person said, hashtag cat crew checking in and we because somebody else posted for sam and so we told chris and he's like oh and he has a whole cat thing going he's like oh i didn't even know i had this following i'm checking it out and he's like i'm a fan (laughs) hashtag cat crew so you might have a that's funny you don't know it could might have a beanie crew out there or something (laughs) yeah Which side note too, Chris, Chris is another one of those guys because he's got, you know, he's got kind of a, a dirty set, and, you know, yeah. can be kind of aggressive on stage, but off stage, he's, oh my God, he's one of the nicest guys so ever. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So nice. So you might have a hashtag uh, fanules. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm have to search that now. Check I did in. notice people on, on TikTok were um, like lip syncing some of my stand-up tracks oh, that that no, was really. weird that was weird for me uh, yeah yeah but awesome cool but it was always like 16 year olds oh. or just and they were always doing it bad none of them did it <laughs> yeah well. just i haven't looked in a while maybe there's some good ones but oh my <laughs> it was so weird Jeez. i feel like that's a huge compliment though if 16 year olds are mm. lip-syncing your stuff yeah oh i remember um not i mean within the past year or so like whitney cummings posting something on instagram about people doing the same thing with her comedy special and how much she was loving like seeing all these people like lip syncing her comedy that's funny i think it's weird i can't (laughs) it's strange to me i i uh, maybe it's just because it's one of those things where I'm like, I never, you know, obviously I never had the opportunity to do that as a kid, but it, yeah. it was like, I just can't. I mean, I remember like imitating, you know, jokes that I or learning how to say the jokes and saying them myself, you know, from my favorite comedians, but, uh, but just lip syncing them. It's, it's such a weird idea. Yeah. I don't know. So are they like acting it out while they're doing it? Or are they just in? They're all just like sitting in chairs and stuff. Yeah. They're just like, no. So one of them was like, just like sitting in a chair doing it. (laughs) I was like, come on, man, put some effort into it. I I think it's awesome though, that you're big enough that people actually want to lip sync your stuff. (laughs) You know, that's cool. Yeah. Or they're, I don't know if they want to, or they're just like, oh, this one's easy to remember or something. (laughs) I don't know. i think it's cool yeah so you will arrive tomorrow in boise yeah great now do you always do uh clean comedy exclusively or um i i mean honestly i can't stand the word clean comedy (laughs) um not not i mean everybody calls it that i just I don't know. I I've never like, like I, I, I work. I mean, if I do crowd work, I don't, I'll, I cuss in real life. So I might cuss here, there, like, uh, maybe, uh, uh, allude to something, uh, a little adult or whatever in crowd work, but in terms of material, it's generally like clean or whatever, but I've never necessarily saw it as, as like, uh, Oh, I gotta, you know, uh can't say certain words or i can't say certain things it was more just like i always saw like dirty jokes are always about sex in some way and it's just like well sex is one topic like why would i only talk about one topic forever i'm gonna talk about all these topics and so that's kind of the the way i've always seen it is not not even like oh i i'm I'm above those jokes or, or anything like that. It's just like, cause I mean, God, I mean, some of my favorite comics are, are <laughs> dirty. Um, but, 
I, I don't know. I've just always seen it as like one topic and I'm like, why? I just, there's so many topics. There's so many things to talk about in the world. Um, yeah, true. Uh, you know, so it's, I guess just more of a challenge for myself or whatever. I don't know to, to, to try to branch off and talk about other things, but, um, not, I'm not like necessarily against it or anything. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Now but yeah, I've always felt like the, the term the clean of just, dry bar yeah. is that like, I mean, is that a club that actually doesn't serve alcohol or is a dry bar the like um, basically saying that's comedy that's not going to have, you know, like cursing in it and things like that? I don't know. I don't know where the name came from. I mean, uh, they, yeah, they're, they're super clean. They're like, uh, I mean, they're, uh, I actually started out as a Mormon uh, oh, company really? who I, I, this is don't nobody sue me out there. If I get this no. history yeah, wrong, no. but I've, I've, from what I've heard, allegedly uh, they used to be a company that like uh, dubbed, not dubbed, but edited movies to make them Mormon and then sold them <laughs> oh, to their Mormon audience company. Yeah. I've yeah. That, that's what I heard. They did that. And based in that there was maybe like a lawsuit or something that they weren't allowed to do that. And they were like, well, let's do original content or like, what's, what can we make that looks, you know, quality wise is great, but is relatively cheap to make. And it was like, well, comedy, you know, stand up special. Um, and so they started getting comics. They're like, I wonder if we can get comics who can do comedy that like the Mormon audience would like. And, uh, and yeah, that's why I guess that's where it started. Really. Oh, okay. I just started booking, booking comics to do that. But yeah, there's certain, certain things you can't say. I know, one of the big ones is like talking about your wife or whatever. Like if, you, <laughs> if you're, if you talk bad about your wife, you're not allowed to do that. Or, oh, really? I, don't know. I don't know. I'm not married. I don't have any wife material, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And then alcohol was another one I couldn't, I couldn't mention at all. And uh, wow. I know I had a joke that were the, it involved meth at one point in the joke and they yeah they cut that that wasn't in there <laughs> yeah yeah if alcohol yeah. is not allowed meth right? <laughs> yeah. but it's not like i'm saying like hey kids do meth exactly you know? it's not like yeah. i'm doing that no. in fact the joke is usually that you know the hey meth is a bad thing right yeah. that's the punchline kind of but um yeah they wouldn't allow it so wow yeah i think i have to say like my funny my favorite punchline uh from that special was the um caveman ghost with the light switch <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> that was a great one when i saw that <laughs> yeah it was fun i mean i had a good time doing doing the special they were uh they were really nice up there and audiences were great and, um i had a scare to do it there do you have to pay they no i mean Somebody, uh, I don't know how I got submitted, but probably through my manager, they found me and were like, hey, do you want to do a special? And um, yeah, no, it flew me out there, essentially, did the special. And uh, oh wow, yeah, now it's out, out in the world. So it's not like when you put one up on YouTube where you have to pay for the whole shebang. No, yeah, they, they, they do, do that or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's really cool. They all look great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Um, so let's talk about. So you're gonna be at the lounge. Like we're actually gonna yeah. get this podcast out tonight. Yes, we are. That's nice. how badass we are at podcasting. <laughs> um, <Sweet. laughs> um, so you have a show tomorrow night, uh, December third and fourth at the lounge 7 at the PM. Lounge at the end of the universe in Boise, get Idaho. Seven PM. Uh, what else do you have coming up? Um, December is kind of a, it's, it's like holidays and stuff. So a lot of private shows and LA shows, but, uh, coming up in the new year, um, I've got a bunch of shows and I'll be posting stuff on all my social media pages at Dan Eaches, um, telling where I'm going to be because in, uh, mid March, I guess this is technically the first time I've announced this, but in mid March, I'll be recording my second, uh, standup album Woo! with uh, 800 pound gorilla records nice. awesome super cool yeah i did my first album with them and i love working with them and uh had a lot of success on like sirius xm with it and um 
Yeah, so doing the second one uh, in oh, Arizona awesome. in mid-March. So I'm going to be doing a lot of shows gearing up for the, for that recording. Uh, I know I'll be in Washington, like North Dakota, Montana. Um, yeah, a bunch of random places. So. so doing, so when you're in Boise, will you be doing uh, the, whatever you're going to do on your if special? Or? If it's anything like my last uh, album, I was literally changing jokes as I was walking oh, up okay. on stage. Oh. <laughs> well, not, not, not like big thing, but you're, yeah. it's just so like, do I do that bit? Do I, I could change the order. No, exactly. I should throw that in there and how we could edit stuff later. And it's just, there's just so much work involved in it. Like it you're just like fine tuning it. I, I will say that like, yeah, I definitely, I obviously have enough to do an album at this moment and uh, will, uh, could do all this, but there's stuff I want to like, fine tune and certain nice. bits that I'm like, I want to try this one or um, I want to make this bit longer. So um, yeah, I would say uh, maybe 75% of what you'll hear in Boise will be what's, what's on the album. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Yay. Now, how can people find your yeah. current albums that you have out? Yeah, I'm on uh, uh, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, um, uh, my first album is called Carry the Pillows. And if you look up uh, Daniel Eaches, you'll find it on there. Also, I guess the easiest way to be would be to go to my website, Daniel Eaches, dot com, And uh, there's actually a tab that I think it says album. Um, a, you click on that, you click on the link, and it actually lists all the places that you can get the album at. So that's oh, probably nice. the easiest. And then you just click on whatever link you like. <laughs> awesome. thank you so much for doing the podcast with us we're looking forward to your show tomorrow night we'll be there